Right, now I've got that out of the way. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake Kerr. This is a Black Ink podcast. Today, I'm joined by Liam and Corey from Little Spencer, which is on Victoria Street. Correct. There's yes. a beautiful little bakehouse slash cafe, which uh, since the first time I went in there, I was so, uh, what's the word, enamored with your sourdough bread. And the coffee's brilliant, obviously, but the sourdough just hooked me in. <laughs> what was <you> in? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. So tell us a little bit about your business. How, how, where did, where did this all start? Um, so about, oh, just over two years now, uh, I think yeah. at the yes. end of this month, we did our very first um, school sports carnival event. So two years ago, we started the coffee caravan. Yep. Um, so always wanted a cafe. That was our kind of destination, our goal. And we wanted to make that very organic, very much involving the community. So we thought the best place to start is a coffee van. Yep. Um, we're literally right in the heart of South Bunbury on Big Swamp. Um, and yes, yeah, so we spent about three months, three three months fitting out the coffee van. So bought it completely gutted. Just um, around the corner on Crosser Street, was it? Yeah, so we drove past it one day. We were scrolling through like everyone else on Marketplace, like Looking fitted out it. ones, yeah, non-fitted yeah, out yeah. ones, like ones you got to completely gut. Um, then yeah, literally drove past our van oh, that's, and that's yeah it. it was perfect <laughs> wild um and so good when you see something and you're like that's it yeah I can, yeah i can already feel it i can see it and when you've got that it's so easy to execute on that idea yeah yeah, yeah. That's exactly that's what we're about as well is like yeah when you see something it's like feels right just do it like, yeah <laughs> yeah and it was obviously quite tall too <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah. clearance wise inside was two meters so i didn't have to duck so yeah. that was pretty important for us Dude, if someone <laughs> I didn't do this in the van two years it was too short yeah I know how important yeah that is. I know exactly it's how important huge. that is um yeah so then from there we did six months in yeah. the coffee van and did over over summer did you have any um, so obviously you had the one spot that you're at every day yeah on top of that you also did like events sports um carnivals. yeah so we did Bunbury markets for from January onwards and then we did yeah, sports carnivals. We kind of came into that perfect season where every school was doing their kind of lightning yeah. carnivals, their end of year sports carnivals. So I think we kind of ended up having two a week for yeah. a little bit and just picking up every single one, like day's notice. We were like, yeah. yep. <laughs> sports carnival, you can just reel in like 200 cups in four hours. Yeah, literally. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and you're usually the only one there. So yeah. everyone's coming to you for coffee. So it was a good... It's kind Learning of weird. You can actually have crap coffee and still make heaps of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So yeah. what were you running in the van? Was it just a two-head machine? Uh, yes, yeah, just a yeah. Uh, two-group. We started with a little old Saab um, yep. coffee machine and then upgraded to a Rocket Boxer, yep. um, which was pretty cool. Pretty machine, yeah. um, and ran that. That was kind of our goal, start with something that we can then buy what we need straight away. So yep. we invest our money in a good grinder. Um, had an Azaga, a Makibar Azaga. Yeah. Um, so, so that'd be a full auto? Yeah, full auto. It yeah. um, doses by time and self-set pre-grinds. Yeah, um, and then you just put your... Yeah, um, Essentially saves 30 seconds on yeah. making a coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was pretty important. Yeah, especially when you're trying to pump out those cups. Because yeah. the yeah, last thing you want is people standing around going, Fuck, there's like 15 people ahead of me. Literally. Yeah. It's taking like, you know, three minutes of coffee sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously it being just one of us or two of us you know anything to save time and speed and yeah. improve your flow was really important so we did that and um then upgrade upgraded to that and we were kind of <laughs> did you own your machines through. always own them yeah uh yeah yeah interesting We've kind of always made it uh part of our whole philosophy, philosophy if you want to call it to <laughs> yeah. own as much as we can of our business so right. you know if anything goes wrong you've got assets to sell off i guess um not that we project plan. failure yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know always that backup plan yeah and also like i don't know before we buy anything or before we do anything we search the hell out of it so mm. we know exactly what we're buying what if like something goes wrong with something yeah how it's you know be exactly fixed. how to fix it yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. talk to Pretty if good, there is yeah. a serviceman around blah 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 yeah yeah i think that um that trap of like i'm sure you've had coca-cola knock on your door and say hey we'll give you a machine all you got to do is buy x amount of beans from us which is a standard in in the coffee industry is typically yeah. you don't own the machine and the grinder some big company does under the understanding that you're going to buy their beans yeah. and all their stuff yeah even like with drink fridges and everything like that as yeah. well mm -hmm. yeah so um with the current machine we've got you have actually leased that to, to us um yeah. which we're doing like a lease to buy oh, um, okay. and that was just to free up cash flow for Obviously, it costs us a fair bit to 
do yeah. a whole kit yeah. out of the and shop. And coffee so. machines are bloody sting right at yeah. the start. Hey, if you want the machine, yeah. you want. You're like, I mean, how much is a coffee machine worth? That, that machine's eleven and a half, and then yeah. grinder is like three grand. Let's go. Oh, so mm. that's grand straight away. Considering so. it's like a boiler tank, some pipework, some solenoids, and some group heads. Hey, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I know that machine in townhouse when Craig, because Craig bought that. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. from day one. Yeah. I don't remember what the number was, but I remember when he told me, I'm like, bro, what are you fucking doing? That's like a car. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but machines all worth it. And he was right, you know, time yeah. time showed that. So you were in the coffee van for how long? Uh, six months. Six months, yeah. yeah. Right. And then our kind of goal was to get out of that before winter because right. uh, I guess you come into a lot of those environmental issues yeah. when it comes to coffee vans and winter and you're having your generator out and that yeah. can't get wet. So mm. we always set ourselves that goal that, we'd be out of the van by winter, um, whether that meant we just close for the winter, go up north for the winter, have a yeah. shop by winter. Um, and, and we even yeah. started looking, like we were scrolling on Facebook and saw that uh, the old local building on Southwest Highway yeah. came up for sale. I think um, within two hours yeah. we were like, where do we sign? They're like, no, no, come have a look. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, send the documents now. <laughs> sign it. Don't want I anyone else to get it. I <laughs> can't believe how intuitively you make decisions. Mm. That's such a great thing. Like, I fully believe in the same thing. Like, you know, obviously behind the scenes a little bit here, we're running close to an hour and 15 minutes late because I had so many things go wrong this mm. morning. Yeah. And when the third thing went wrong, I actually thought to myself, well, there's a reason. Just chill. It's all good. Yeah. The yeah. podcast either will happen or won't happen. I was on my Harley and I, I thought there's probably a cop right up the <laughs> corner here and I'm going to get done for speeding or something. So just take it as it comes, you know, yeah. that whole, and especially when you can in business, listen to those things, you know, like just stop and look around and go like, okay, what's actually going on here? Like, yeah, we're all ambitious and we all have these goals that we want to achieve, but sometimes we need to be held back or sometimes we need to be pushed forward and like sped up a little bit. So I think that whole ability to be able to make those decisions intuitively mm. and to be confident in those decisions, even when yeah. other people are saying like, what the, what are you doing? You know, so always, I definitely yeah, always goes back to us for what's the worst that can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have to sell our coffee machine. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And everything's a learning experience for us, and we're always pushing for better and more, and you know, going that next step. And yeah. like we always, we kind of chatting before, we're always projecting six months in advance, twelve months in advance. So we're always looking for that next step. Like we started the van, we're already thinking about the shop. Yeah, um, we started the second shop. Oh, the first shop, and then we'll think about the second location. That was yeah. always that drive. Like we'll start in Picton, but we want to be in Bunbury. Like yeah. that was our end game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, let's let's not go too yeah. far into the. I want to <laughs> I want to really break down. So when yeah. you moved into that new location, that was a screen printing and cafe setup. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it was fifty fifty in yeah. that space. And you just turned it into an entire cafe setup. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Just um, some storage as well. Yeah, we used the old spring, uh, printing studio as like our storage essentially yeah. um we did have a background in like clothing and printing um yeah. screen printing so we thought we could jump back into that as well and re-utilize that space but yeah. we kind of got too busy yeah got too busy yeah, yeah. Found the coffee was doing enough also, for us and the food fuck decorating clothes yeah <laughs> speaking from experience you've got to be wholly and solely just doing yeah that, you, you know? can't do both <laughs> no no i think that's the that's the uh, mistake a lot of people make in clothing decoration is they get into it mm. and they realize that like oh I, while i'm here i can do this that and the other and it's like realistically you need to just do that yeah and hurt for a bit for six months or 12 months till it gets to a point where that is your primary income and then obviously make it substantial from there but yeah it's really one of those things where i don't know what um the crew before you were doing and how successful either side of the business was yeah but i when i see something in screen printing or screen printing and something i always go like which one do we focus, focus on focus, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but it is what it is so how long how long were you in that spot for uh 14 months yeah 14 months so a 12 month part we opened the uh bunbury store yeah, at 12 right. months but exactly. we were there for months. yeah I, 18? 14, 14 months. Um, Somewhere between there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In total, it was yeah 14 months because yeah. we had a bit of a layover between when the new people bought that from us and yeah. us completely shifting to yeah. um, Bunbury Store. Yeah, okay. So. so did you have a metric of, uh, do you have a metric that kind of um, shows the sort of growth you had? Like, do you know the cups you, per day you were doing when you started compared to when you... Uh, in Picton? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we would kind of started at about 100 
120 um, coffees? Yeah, 120 coffees. And then... We were pretty much at 250 by the time oh, we wow. left. We left there, yeah. yeah that's the same for a year yeah. of growth. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah, yeah we pretty much doubled the business while we were there. Is it just the people that are around that area? Do you find there was people... People were coming from Bunbury. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, we were very, very fortunate that we had the Outer Ring Road commence, I think, four months after we opened as well. So there was 200 workers at our doorstep. True. pretty much um yeah. so that was a big uh, benefit to being in that area there's a lot of business going on like that industrial area is huge anyway yeah but adding all of that extra work it's and catering onto that, that was yeah. just yeah and i guess going back to the start of that as well we saw that there was a need for like specialty coffee yeah around the area yeah um, for sure so you've got paper out um but you know they can only handle so many customers as well they and also busy, so. paper out's a bit different as well because i feel like you're on more of an artery Whereas yeah. they're on, yeah. you kind of have to go in and then up and then into the thing. Yeah. Whereas like you're kind of just like pull out the front, duck in, duck out. Yeah. yeah. And people love that convenience and being able to just get straight there. Like True. a lot of the cafes in town struggle with that because parking's an issue. So yeah. the yeah, fact you can pull up in front of the front door and walk in, get a coffee yeah. and leave. Big deal. Mm. That's Big probably deal. the biggest thing we've learned in the past two years is convenience. It's Key. efficiency right. is the thing you're actually selling yep. you know yep. the specialty coffee is kind of the byproduct of that i feel yep. and like even this new thing that i'm building it's like realistically it's not the uniform that i'm selling it's the i come to you yep. i have all the samples in on board i have all the sizes on board we can do everything right here right now and then all you have to do is pay your bill and i'll rock up with some uniforms yep. so People too like, busy. <laughs> everyone's too busy everyone's too busy and especially like when you talk about you're you're very um b2c whereas mm. i'm i feel like i'm more b2b in general and when you're dealing with other businesses, man, if you can solve problems, they'll give you whatever you want, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, you can take this off my plate, whatever it's worth to you, here's the money, you know? So, especially when it comes to people on their way to work as well, because no one leaves on time for work. No. You know? <laughs> it's like, they're, they're allowing five minutes to pick up that coffee when they should have allowed 10 or 15, Yeah. You know? So. And that was what was important for us to do, to work on developing our app as well, to integrate with our square systems to make yeah. it convenient for people. Yeah, so you've got so you've got an app. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's news to me. We'll come back to that. I like the system you've got where it registers your card and your system and then it just collects points automatically. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have to carry the little card that you're gonna stamp every time. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, I haven't seen it before. I hadn't even heard of it before you guys have done yeah. it. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Square's really good like that. They've got a lot of programs and software you can integrate that with and yeah. um, it's like so where our app comes in with that it's still connected through our square and you can like preload money kind of like the starbucks model where you interesting you, they invest their money first and then they pay it back so we get the lump sum oh okay and then they um can use that money to buy coffees over right and is there a situation visits. where they can book their what do you call it like they're going to come at eight and their coffee's going to be ready to go yeah yeah so you can set yeah, it as wow. like asap or you know eight thirty if it's you know, oh, you've just so woken great. up you like pre-order your coffee for when you're meant to leave and then oh, and you've it's ready your chocolate croissant and all yep. this oh dude that's dangerous <laughs> yeah. that's bad that's like almost a little bit better than amazon prime hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so good we don't do their mm. croissants like available online order yeah. at the moment just because controlling growth and quality as well quality is the mm. most important thing to us so. and they're not always out at the right time at the same time yeah, every yeah. day um so it's a bit hard to put something like that that has so many variables but yeah, everything no, else is and um yeah it makes it super convenient for people and an app on your phone versus having to go into a web browser yeah. you know type in littlespencer.com.au then go into our ordering and then um that was like a it wasn't really a, a time-consuming process but to eliminate that and someone just goes swipes a page presses on it 100%. and then places it like you know, your last order, you can place that again and Yeah, literally open our app. Go. Here's what you ordered last time. Do you want that again? Tell me there's a notification that hits five minutes before they normally order anyway. It says, hey, are you going to be ordering this, this, and this today? Do you have that in, in your app? Uh, it's in the app, yeah. It comes in, oh, this is what you ordered last time. Is yeah. That, do you want to add that to your car? Oh, man. Mm. So, it's like, pretty cool. <laughs> Maccas knows that we get coffees typically, you know, on a weekday. And when we're there, we get the ham and cheese toasty and that. So now it's like all your specials are based around what you get. And they yeah. send you the specials 25 minutes before you leave home. It's like, yeah. you sons of bitches, yeah. just <laughs> take my money. You yeah. know, <laughs> so annoying. But I mean, it's one of those things, you know, if you can add efficiency to the process, you'll make money. Yeah. It's that simple. I mean, even on my Shopify pages, if, if I can go, instead of you selecting something and then going to your cart, 
and then look, reviewing the order and then putting the money in. It's like, you know, one click buys. Just let me pay yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. Yes, I'm sure I want this. I'm sure because I'm here and doing it yeah. right now. You know? If you give me too long to think about it, I'll change my mind. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. And how many times have you been somewhere where you, you know, say Kmart, you walk into Kmart, you automatically go to the homeware section on the left there. And you grab the, yeah, yeah. You grab the thing and you're like, yeah, we definitely need this. But by the time you've done the loop, you're like, I don't need a fucking strainer. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? You know, so you put that back and you just yeah. take this 19 Hot Wheels that you've got and buy them. The, same, you know? <laughs> the important stuff. Yeah, the real important stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, that's, that's, that's interesting. Did you have the, all the baked goods at the Picton location? No. So that was, the whole concept was pretty much built off of, we had a couple of pastry chefs apply for a kitchen hand roll. Yeah. Wow. Um, so our, we never, it was never in the original vision to do the pastries, but having qualified people just kind of Rock fall on our lap. Yeah. <laughs> just look like, at each other and we're like, we have to. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowhere else is doing it. Why? Yeah. Yeah. What I'm thinking, yeah. pastry? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. So, um, yeah, and that kind of was the catalyst for it all, essentially. Yeah. We were looking for that space, like we wanted a cafe in town. We didn't know what that was going to look like or yeah. how that was going to go or where. Um, and then we kind of wanted to originally adopt almost the same model, like mm -hmm. not do sit down breakfast, which yeah. we originally did um, for the first couple of months while we found our feet. Oh, true, because yeah, that, that's true. You're, um, if, we, if I like generalize it, you tell me if I'm wrong here, everything is just like a plate with a piece of paper with something on top. Yeah. Yep. Right. And is so, there much cutlery involved in um, what you do at the moment? So there is now, yeah, no, we've got is, yeah. done in like, proper ceramic plates and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. things but that whole first vision was yeah the stainless steel pizza plates and toasties, toasties mm. and burgers just real casual dining yeah um, and then you kind of got to respond to your customers and listen Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. that was what was missing or people wanted eggs on toast or yeah that's um, well, creating a sense of ownership yeah. as well that like we wanted to see what people in the area wanted as well yeah um, we knew that we would eventually have to add some bigger food items right um, but we don't want to overcomplicate it either we believe in like no. simple done well so yeah and also it's one of those things where you kind of want like five things on the menu that are epic yeah yep. instead of having 20 things on the menu that you have like one best seller and everything else is just just you know just there <laughs> avocado smash or bullshit you know yep. So what was what's the most bougie thing you've got on the menu today? Probably a bakehouse Benny, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Benny? The bakehouse Benny, because we do it on a croissant. So oh, yeah. fresh baked croissant, it's like satay pulled brisket on there. Oh, damn, yeah. dude. Like a spice hollandaise. <laughs> you get halfway through, you're like, my fucking heart hurts. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I look at that and my body does that. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Damn, but damn. Okay. That's, that's pretty indulgent. It's something different as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the uh, battle that you go through having a kitchen, isn't it? It's like everyone in town has bacon and eggs. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, how do we take this thing that people want? You know, Benny, something that people want and make it our own. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we're at 250 cups a day. Uh, you're in Picton. You've had your pastry chefs walk in and all this is starting to cook. And where's, how, how do you transform that into getting into the new space and, and like filling it out? How, what, what happened there? What's the process? Um... Madness. A very quick Madness. two two weeks. Yeah. So we we got the keys and it, two weeks after that we opened. Yeah. So we did the full fit out ourselves. Um, we were we knew this process was happening, so we started mm. hiring for the potential of having another shop. So we didn't really know if it was going to go ahead. We weren't going to go ahead with another shop, but we were like, stuff it. Let's just put out. Um, ads and we'll hire so six months stuff. out we were hiring for we went, something we didn't know was going to yeah. happen yeah went and hired eight people yeah I think that'd be plenty yeah 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 and um, now we were saying before you've got 24, 24 now. Yeah. yeah wow so that was That's huge crazy. um so we're very grateful we decided to make that decision to hire early because yeah. we had everyone we needed to open the doors yeah and it wasn't like you kind of wait you had the keys you were done you fit out and then start hiring and then yeah. be like a two-month lag of having the right people so that was kind of that that next transition step for yeah. us and so we pretty much had them all staffing our picton store yeah. and running that and, and training, training that while we were doing the fit out so we did the full fit out um ourselves minus the appropriate trades we needed yeah 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 <laughs> um so that one saved us a lot of time, which meant we could do that really quick turnaround. Yeah. And 
Um, yeah. Nobody even knew where everything was, yeah. why everything was where it was. That's a big deal, hey. Yeah. You know, it's oh, I find it like if I get a new piece of equipment, it's like I just want six hours to make all the stuff ups, yeah. you know, get it running right, understand it. So then when you're teaching someone, they go, oh, this happened. You're like, yep, yeah. you need to do That's this. Why. This is yeah. how we fix that problem, blah, blah, blah. How can I teach someone if I don't understand it? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. And the last thing you want is like the thing I kind of fear with all these pieces of equipment that I have, if mm-hmm. I hire someone and they become more knowledgeable than me on this thing and then they disappear, well, dickhead, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I let myself, I let this happen, you yeah. know? So it sounds like you've got a lot of wisdom behind like these decisions that you're making. I mean, hiring staff ahead of time is such a, like, what would you call it? It's definitely like a risky move because obviously mm-hmm. you're paying these people every week. You're relying on them, sorry, being good staff members and, and all the rest. But knowing that you're kind of going there, I mean, do you have, do either of you have a real business background or is this just kind of assumptions that you're making on, on the fly? Um, Assumptions yeah. <laughs> on Go the with gut feeling as well. Like, yeah, yeah. We're usually pretty good at, I guess, that whole manifesting thing and yeah. making things happen that we want. We're always, you know, we'll think about it now. And it'll happen in kind of twelve months or six months or yeah, two weeks. Don't want to hear that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Normies do not want to hear that. Well, you yeah. just fucking think about it. It's like, yeah, dude, I fully just picture it and then it fucking appears. I'm yeah. sorry, it's just how the world <laughs> works. You know, we're living in a simulation, I guess. Yeah, I had a background of like how I did management um, in IG. IGA back in Victoria, yeah. um, back at the yeah. head store. Um, and then I was in communications in yeah. the Navy, so that's why I moved over here. Um, so, yes, I had a little bit of a background in people management. You've also got two situations where you've got a very, um, like, broad understanding of systems. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, like, things like IGA, fast food's another good example. Um, it's like they set up processes and systems so that anyone can be hired yes. fall into that system yep. and you go here is your job here's your job role here's what's expected of you here's how it's going to work yep. here's how we you know conflict resolution and all the rest so being able to apply that into your mm. your like you know thing that's now your baby i guess is a, a pretty big skill do um, you yeah sorry what were you gonna say you said that and i was just like oh, fuck yeah like, <laughs> kind of goes back to that like yeah, without yeah, me yeah. Even realizing that yeah for sure I, it's funny like I look at a lot of um, problem solving that I do now and every now and then you you know you deal with a new problem and you go like I, I, it sounds like I'm being cocky but when I solve a problem I go like how did you figure that out yeah. big dog how did you do that and you go well actually it kind of ties back to when I was like a truck driver yeah. or when I was an athlete or when I was yeah. this and you find that the conglomerate conglomeration of all your past experiences if you're really using them as assets mm will help you in these things in the future. And it's like business realistically is, you know, we're talking about before, it's like a bunch of processes. Mm, You know, it's like a bunch of things where it's like, right, I know how to learn a new skill. I know how to apply that skill. I know how to teach someone else that skill. So I just go back and go, okay, well, how was I taught? What were the systems that I fell into? How did they apply to to the things that I was doing? And I remember when I got hired at Dome, the reason they hired me is because I came out of HJ's. Mm. I said, well, why would you hire someone who flips burgers? I said, no, 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 you know how to follow a system. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. And you guys just have a business system. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I get it. it makes sense. You know? crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what would you, have you got anything interesting there that you'd say you kind of, in the past that you... Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've, I've come from the cafe scene, I guess, since I was yeah. at school, left school. So I... Uh, being in that side i guess seeing where other businesses have gone wrong like looking at it yeah. from that kind of perspective of knowing what i would want to do in my own business and yeah. how i want to run it um so yeah got into kind of supervisor management roles in different cafes um right. along the way like the last two before we started ours um and that definitely learnt, i learned a lot about staffing how to look after them and how to look after the business and what the importance of creating community and that connection with your customer and big deal yeah how <laughs> you got to be connected you got to be the face of business you got to be in the business yeah 100% 100% mm. the only it's funny because it's cool when you're there and doing it and you get there like oh how you going Rob yeah no nah, kids are good there's that part and there's also walking into Coldstone on a Thursday night and they see you <laughs> you're like fucking leave me alone <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't go you. anywhere yeah <laughs> You know, you go up to Perth and you think you're escaping and it's like, no, nah, they'll get you there as well. Yeah, they'll get you there. Someone will find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You literally have to like leave the state or country to get a, a real break, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but I think you're correct. I've, um, not going to name names. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but not going to name names. <laughs> but I do know someone who was in a position where they built a very similar thing yeah. and kind of resented the fact they were the face of the business. It's uh, like, I don't yeah. want, I don't want this. Mm. You know, it's like, 
I know, but at the heart of this, you know, the why of your business is actually you. People want to support you. You know, the coffee, again, it's a byproduct. The experience is a byproduct. There's this person that they believe in what you believe in and that's why they show up day after day after day, you know? So it's really interesting that that face of the business and like speaking as the black ink guy, Mm -hmm. you know, like I walk around Fitzies and they're like, black ink. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah. what's black that's high <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. right it's like I've, I've kind of built it's like my artistic uh, journey mm. you know is what black ink is and yeah. as anytime i try and steer away from that i stop getting the results yeah you know it's like no 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 that's the thing that's the thing you built you know if you want to be a faceless thing go go trade stocks yeah. go be a crypto guy yeah. you know go do something that has no face but in the game that in the industries that we're in really not just understanding that you're the face but building on being the face of something it's like fuck yeah be there be there from 6am till 11am every day so people can go that's my guy Mm. you know it's really interesting i think what you were saying before as well growing up in cafes because i had a a bit of a hospitality background as well a big thing is understanding what staff Mm. appreciate and don't appreciate yeah and building that environment for them so it's like right i know it's important to you you know i know that to begin with, a staff member in hospitality is typically someone who, I'm not going to say isn't educated, but isn't in higher education. There's someone who, you know, they're understanding that they have to work weekends, but they also want their weekends. So it's like creating situations for these people where they feel like they're appreciated and, and their time is valuable and, you know, in and out of the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's all about that balance. Like you can't just expect someone to work their ass off no. for nothing yeah. like it's always about you kind of got to give and it's a yeah a delicate balance like yeah, you want to yeah, yeah. you got to show that appreciation by giving them like that weekend off or by you know supporting them in a different way or 100%. people's um, lives aren't your life like our yeah. life is our business that's yeah. not an employee is an employee for a reason like they're yeah. not there to give you all of them so yeah 100 yeah. um, i think also there's um there's an understanding that like and I, I, I fall into this trap all mm. the time. It was like, I take my shit really seriously. Yeah. Like I yeah. live and breathe what I do. Yeah. Most people don't do that. No. You know, most people who, and this is like most, most people have a job to make money. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's like you try and, I, I don't know if you have this experience, but like I, I even try and explain to the two staff members that I have, like why this is important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's because if we don't get this right, I won't fucking sleep tonight. All right? yeah. It's not because of the customer or whatever, it's because it's really important to me, but it's not Literally. that important. You know? They're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great, Jake. Tell me how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you tomorrow and I'll probably be late. So fuck you, you know? Yeah. But, <clears throat> right. So let's go to, you've moved into the new spot. One of the mm-hmm. first things that caught my, because obviously I I fell in love with the sourdough that day I came mm. in. And now that was that fresh that you didn't have that wall painted yet. Like yeah. it was still, you know, just filled the cabinets, had people there, had good coffee, and that was kind of the heart of the business at the moment. Yeah. So tell me from there, what started happening? What What are the exciting moments from there? Um, oh, from day one, it was just busy. Like yeah. the community support from like our whole journey, people from Bunbury getting behind us, supporting us. Yeah. We were part of their community. Like we knew everyone who was coming in and I think it was that, excitement and the energy that came when we opened it yep. was like all those people could finally come to us again who you know didn't sure. want to go all the way out to picton because it's so far away yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, coming to us at the van so they yeah were and as well. it oh, was yeah so you would have had customers that there was a gap that they yeah were didn't come customers. to us for a year yeah and then came all back. of a sudden they're like oh look at this look at yeah. this house you've got yeah. you know pretty much and like we were pretty much in tears at the end of the yeah. week hey? <laughs> I, I remember even on the first day we like both just took a moment like we're outside and looked at each other and we're just like just like what have we like (laughs) this is just it was yeah it was like a full circle kind of moment it was really cool that is really um and yeah there's just a few times you're just like just doing this like pinch yourself kind of moments of like all these people and you you knew every single person you came in that door too like and they're all like oh my god like they were so excited to see us and we were too and um yeah it was just super cool like you would still be having those moments now where you look around the cafe and you're like what's going on yeah. yeah that's and every, like every day yeah. even still now but you know in those first weeks you were seeing like groups of people sitting down and then someone would walk in and they'd know them so they'd strike a conversation and be like oh my god you're here and yeah, it was just this yeah. beautiful little community that created where every table knew someone else mm. they were all chatting yeah. like 
people waiting for coffees knew someone else so they you know walked over and uh, yeah. had conversations with us and and that was probably the most like reassuring thing for us as well is mm. because our whole purpose of this was to create a little community as yeah. well and to see that happening so quickly was just like yeah it's pretty cool interesting and it's such good like that that is like obviously the money the, the bottom line is the feedback mm. but the yeah. real like atmosphere Yep. like the value of that atmosphere that's feedback as well it's like you know I've, kn- I've known I've gone in there to be honest with you I don't like public situations mm, yep. I fucking hate them I'm just like I get overwhelmed so quickly usually I'm stoned I'm just not interested yep. but I'll go in there and it's like oh you know nice I'm behind the counter it's like oh it's like, he's here as well and, oh that, such and such has got their dog in there coming and all of a sudden it's like you got a group of five people around you I know exactly yep. what you're talking yep. about because I've had that multiple times there Yeah. and it is it's such a it's a cool thing because I feel like that spot Again, I'm not going to name names. It was somewhere else a short while ago. Mm-hmm. And that spot kind of evaporated mm. for whatever reason. And it did feel like there was a little bit of a void there for especially the people that I would typically run into and drink coffee with and, yeah. like, you know, have that experience with. And now it's like organically and seemingly overnight has just become. They're all there. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and pretty I, cool. You've also expanded out into that area off the side as well. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the park. Council probably been one of our biggest supporters as well like, yeah. mm. we, all we've had is support from them that pretty much have said you know the parks there we want to see this space activated we want to see this end of town activated True. Again, so oh, do put that um, event on there yeah, yeah group, uh, good yeah. nights um, are there uh, end of November yeah end of November um, 25th of November very cool um, so Ray Gable's doing a fucking yes. acoustic set yeah it's pretty cool um, that's so going to be such a vibe I reckon yeah, yeah. And we, we're, we're part we'll, of it. Yeah, we'll be doing some food and some drinks for it as well. Yeah. Um, and um, they're, they're organising some alcohol um, through Fringe Ooh. as well. Yeah. Um, this is so Joe O'Day. Um, so she's helping organise that as well. So yeah. Interesting. We can't wait. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. And then cool. we've got a few, a uh, few events lined up with Fringe as well. So. We're just yeah. trying to do everything we can to activate that space and mm. get people using that park. And For sure. Because it's, it's such a good pretty spot awesome. as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I have seen a couple unsavory characters hanging out there sometimes. I, I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, so I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you get that everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It does. You know, that that's actually a good indication of um, the size of Bunbury, like mm. the population of Bunbury, because like unsavory characters present themselves publicly when there's enough people to create anonymity. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like when they feel comfortable there, it's like, oh, we've actually got some people in this place. Yeah. Like, that's nice, you yeah. know? And um, also that end of town kind of needs a little bit of a little bit of spark, a little bit of reactivation. So you probably yeah. find that like, you know, the more un-unsavory characters you get, the less mm. unsavory characters yeah. you get. Yeah. <laughs> I guess for us as well, that goes back to creating community. That is creating yeah. a community mm-hmm. for them as well. 100%. So. 100%. So what's, uh, what, where, where's this go? Like you, you book six months in advance, what's five years from now look like, do you think? Um, it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time for us. Um, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, the next phase for us is a, a external baking space so we can improve our range and offer more bread and offer more pastries and kind of explore a different creative side of little spencer in a different capacity so that's that's our next step and i think after that i can't really quite i can't see see anything else like we're we're very set on getting this up and running and getting that created so i just don't want to overload with too many good ideas yeah that's that's it like we usually we always project but we we keep it very um clear like our vision so it's we're not clouding it with you know, three little side projects. Yeah, it's 100%. one very strong, this is happening. This is, how can we get this to happen and how quickly? And then when the feeling's right is when you yeah. do it. Like, so yeah. probably wait till that opens two weeks later, then there'll be something else. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. So as soon yeah. as it's just running well enough, you're like, right, that's yeah. done, let's go. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, are you readers? You read a lot? No, should be. <laughs> I read a yeah. lot online though, not... Yeah paperbacks or yeah. not books but yeah i do a lot of reading online interesting so. just with like a lot of the language you're using it sounds like you've uh had similar exposure to the sort of i don't want to say self-help it's more like um oh yeah somewhere between self-help and, and business sort of like literature because yeah. like even the manifestation like that's uh, that i mean i first learned it as an athlete and now 
as an as an athlete, it's simple. It's like I want to win. It's like cool. See yourself winning. Because mm. if mm. you can see yourself winning, it's easy to actualize it because you've already been there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you get into business. It's like sweet. I want to be a millionaire. Well, what does that look like? Not just driving the car and all that, but what does it look like day to day? Yeah. You know, and then being able to go, okay, there's day one hundred. Well, day ninety nine would be this, and ninety eight. You work all the way back to like, okay, well, tomorrow, today, let's go. I need to do this, <laughs> yeah, you know? because it's if I get this out of the way, then day two, then day three, and then all of a sudden we're at day one hundred. Yeah. If I could be a millionaire in a hundred days, that'd be sick. But you understand the the, the metaphor that I'm using. Yeah. 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 So, what would you say is your kind of like guides or inspiration or like? I mean, I kind of already asked this question, I think, but yeah, I feel like is there is there something there that you that you are dwelling off that helps with that forward projection at all? Um, I, we just even for us, like, yeah, we're we're very driven to be like, I guess, somewhat financially independent as well, and yeah. to kind of just push the boundaries of what we can do, mm. and you know, retire early essentially, like Fuck work yeah. hard now, so like work hard, play hard kind of thing yeah, <laughs> without yeah, being yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, why not put as much in as we can now to enjoy life? Like, you know, there's no reason why I can't be retired by 30. Yeah, like I'm yeah, 23 yeah. right now. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. I'm still that's like, the goal, so. yeah. Would you say that you may be working too hard at the moment? No. Interesting. 24, I have, 24 hours in a day. Yeah. I have this uh, this constant uh, conversation with people who are at the same, pretty much everyone who's in business. I love this conversation where mm. it's like, okay, well, how hard should we be working? Because mm. I've said very, like I work at home, so mm. it's a very different environment that I have yeah. to really like control. Otherwise, I'll lose my, my missus and I'll lose my dog and yeah. I'll lose my 30s, you know, because yeah. it's so easy just to like, last night after we finished dinner, I'm like, I'm just going to send an email. I stayed three hours out here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I feel like there is a there is a threshold somewhere, but in ten years' time, I'm not going to have this vigor. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. have this energy and this like real just like Ugh, that I need to get shit done. So I see it as if I work really hard now, then by the time I'm forty, there'll be no need to send, spend three hours sending emails. Yeah. You no. know, yeah. and like I'm not, you know, I joke about trying to be a millionaire and all that. I'm just trying to have enough money that I can go to the shops. And buy the shit. You can go to the restaurant. You can buy anything. You know, yeah, and you can just be comfortable. It's Tuesday morning, and Dad says you want to get coffee, and you're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I do." You know, like that's rich. Yeah, that's wealthy. You know, mm. so I think, I mean, I'm the same attitude. There's 24 hours in a day, as long as it doesn't come at the expense of the things that are important now and moving forward. Yeah, just work. Yeah, just yeah. work. You know, I think there's so much to learn as well. Like, yeah, and I guess those close to us around us, our friends and family, like they know we're busy. Yeah, and they know that we still make time to to see them and do things with them as well. So. Yeah, I think as long as that priority set, hey, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like okay, we in that bandwidth that we have, like okay, have we been with our family this week? Yeah. Have we done this? Have we sat down and had a meal? Have we, you know? But mm-hmm. if you feel those X, Y, Z, it's like every other minute of the day, let's let's appropriate it to something and just get fucking get down to it. Yeah, mm. and I think like we being in this like kind of cafe industry, you it kind of gives you a lot more of that flexibility because like, and especially having a shop, you kind of, you work within your business hours as well, like very much so. I'm sure we work really early and we do all that, but it it gives you a lot of freedom. Like you're being creative while you're there all the time. Mm. So it's not really working for us in a a way. Like we're we're doing a lot, we're growing the business, we're like doing everything back to house and things, but there's always time to stop five minutes. Like our family come in all the time yeah, and, and you hang. stop and you have that coffee, like you said, or yeah, um, yeah, you take those little moments where you can because you know you can, and you've yeah. got people behind you to let you step away and 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 do those things, like mm. and yeah, but we'll always if family need us, we'll step away, we'll go, we'll do that. Yeah, like, yeah. we won't think, sacrifice that time. Yeah, the definition yeah. of work is also important, yes. you know, because yeah. like before, uh, well, yeah, I, I obviously had a coffee van for four years. And then sold that and I had enough money to kind of like just be a person, mm. not be like yeah. an employee. I could just be a person for a bit. And then when that ran out, I was like, oh, I need a job. Yeah. And be one of those people. And then work was this thing that started at five in the morning and finished at five at night. Mm. And it meant that like, you know, if you want to step away from it, it's like, well, that is now sick time or it's, you know, personal leave or whatever it is. And all of yeah. a sudden work actually turns into this like uh, obligation, yes. yeah. which then has this negative thing tied to it, you know? Yeah. So then you go, okay, well, if the definition of work for me is this negative thing, it's like I'm swapping my life for money, you know, for gold coins that I can mm, go and yeah. do things with. Well, then 
that changes how you perceive what work is. So now when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning inspired and I come out here and I design something because I saw it in a fucking dream and then two hours later I turn it into a t-shirt and then I go and take a video with it and then I'm selling that product. Mm. Was I working? Yeah. Was that work? Because I didn't hate any part of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, the whole time I'm like putting it together, I'm like, oh my God, I did it in yellow. It looks even better than red. And <laughs> you know, like that's not really work. So that definition of what work is then changes. So I think that ability to be able to like, uh, what's the word? Like the perspective of, of what you're doing. And they say, you know, like if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. I don't believe that a hundred percent, but it's on the right path. Mm. Yeah. You know, you kept saying work then. Mm. And every time you said work, I was like, I don't feel like we're working. No, no, that's like, not. Yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think when you really enjoy what you're doing and being around those people that are around you, yeah. like, I don't know, I find it hard to define work. Yeah, um, 100%. <clears throat> it's you living, you're just yeah. living, yeah. you know? And it's cool when you, I don't know if you remember the first day you kind of realised you had enough money to just live. Mm. Like, you know, I've had a few of those moments because, you know, the, the plane gets up into the air and then you have to make a big spend or something happens and the belly of the plane starts scratching on the ground, you pick up again. But, you know, it's like sometimes I can't believe that I don't have to go somewhere and yeah. it, listen to someone tell me what to do, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, I, none of this is work anymore. None of this is work, you know. Customer calls you like, "Can you do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, okay, yeah, interesting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Let's let's talk about it, you know." And it's crazy when you have like those encounters or conversations with customers. They're so shocked when you're like, "Yeah, I'll do that now." Like, yeah. They're so used to people saying, "Oh, yeah, I'll get around to it." Like, I'll get back to you in two business days. Or yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, like, yeah, people it, are shocked. It's funny actually. Mm. I had I had a conversation with a customer yesterday about that. They want um, a logo redraw. Yeah. Sign writing for a fleet of 10 plus a truck, so 11, yeah. um, and a complete new set of uniforms for all their staff, which I think I have oh. however many staff they have. So, you know, five shirts each. I'm like, I'll be able to do the logo redraw by like Friday morning. I'll be able to, once we've got the logo, the sign writing's like a 48 hour process. Mm. And then the uniforms is basically however long it takes to get here. He's like, so when will it all be, when could it all be done? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe not the end of next week, the beginning of next, the beginning of the next one. He's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah, well, I can't really do it much quicker than that. He goes, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be waiting six weeks to get a logo redrawn. Literally. Like, yeah, man. You're fucking with some serious players now. Yeah, you know what I'm it. saying? <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And you know, like, I think the ability to turn things around quickly leans on the fact that it's not work for me. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's 100%. just like, all we're doing is flexing this skill that we keep learning. Mm. So, it, you know, it is what it is. And like, sure, you need money to live, but for us money is just like a side thing to that like we're doing the shop and what we are doing because we love what we're doing and yeah we love being mm. around people and having conversations with people so mm. yeah we all need money but yeah for us um yeah it's more about the interactions that we're having yeah. with people yeah. i think also you have to remember like most people don't have the experience of like what we're talking about yeah is yeah. very alien yeah you know it's like if you said to someone like, I always go back to this analogy. So say you you got your Monday to Friday, nine to five. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you enough money to live for the next month. Whatever that costs, 600, 800 bucks a week times four. I'm going to give you yeah. that right now. You now have Monday to Friday, nine to five to figure out how to sustain that income. Yep. Do you think you could figure it out? What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you can, can you go to garage sales and yeah. buy shit and sell it online? You know, can you go online and YouTube how to make money? Can you figure out how to drop ship? Can you figure out how to make a product? Yeah. Like, I, I like I love the concept. Like my <clears throat> my dad does this right. He goes, oh, I don't know what to do with all my time. I'm like, bro, go and buy two coffees mm. and go into the first business you see and go. So what? How does your business operate? What are your pain points? What is a problem that I can solve for you? What's what's an, what's yeah. some efficiency that you need? Because there's a million dollars in that conversation. You just got to yeah. pull it out. You yeah. just got to weed it out. You know. And that's every single business has those needs, has those pain points. Yep. It's just the ability to like, okay, I need to learn how to have that conversation. I need to learn how to execute on these ideas. And it's like literally the difference between working, hating that thing that you're doing, that we're calling work, mm. and living, which is what we're doing, is skill acquisition, communication, and execution. Yep. That's all it is. 100%. And it's like whether it's fucking painting cars, or painting cars is pretty specific, you know, whether it's whatever it is, you know, like even... Can we buy a hundred of these or a thousand of these off Alibaba and a thousand of these, put them together and sell them at the markets? Most definitely. Sure. You know, like how easy is that? 
the whole, I mean, I bought this from Kmart for, you know, $7. You're telling me that costs $7 to make? That costs mm. 35 cents to make, you know? Yep. That's <laughs> it. Probably Nuts. less than that. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the truth is you could probably buy this from Kmart, paint it, and then put 200% on it and still make money. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's like my... Convenience. <laughs> convenience. Yeah. Convenience. Um, before we... Um, before we wrap this up, tell me about the markets, Bunbury Markets, because you said mm. you were there, you were regulars at the markets. Yeah, yeah. Were you the only coffee van at the markets, or was there others? Uh, there was one other van, yeah, to only ever have two. Right. Yeah. And that was um, the Nitro Coffee Guy? Kuzar. Uh, Kuzar. Uh, yeah. 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 So he was actually originally a customer of mine. Oh, right. Yeah. He worked, I'm pretty sure he worked at one of the paint shops. And then he went and started his own van. I remember when he started, I'm like, oh, fucking, he'll be here for 10 minutes. He won't last. Yeah. He outlasted me, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's been <laughs> going for a while now. Yeah, yeah. He's coffee been... roaster, yeah. Yeah, oh, he also roasts his beans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Is there many other coffee roasters in town, do you know? I think it's I'm... just Mark. Yeah, there yeah. might be one other, I think, but Bunbury not really Interesting. kind of pushed that scene. Yeah, that's one of those things you really have to, like, fuck with it to do it properly, hey? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, spend and a lot. <laughs> yeah, set up costs for that. We've looked into it, but, mm. yeah. You've got to put a lot of time to it as well. Yeah, so. and be willing to throw out a lot of beans. Yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of learning to do. Like, <laughs> I think it's because it's one of those things where, like, <clears throat> you always have to be adjusting to your outside environment. Yeah. So it's like if your humidity's up or whatever's up, like, you have to adjust that over here so you can't just run the same settings over and over and over, no. hey? Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Oh, good on him. Obviously, he's figuring it out and doing the thing. And I know yeah. his nitro coffee is fairly... Am I saying... Is that, is that where they put it through nitrogen or something? Yeah. In yeah. 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 So I, I probably I couldn't name a place in town or even local that you can get nitro. So yeah. he's probably the only one that is doing that as well. Yeah. So. Interesting. Would you ever do... Um, or do you think there's a market for like pour over cold brew sort of deal? Or? Yeah. Um, we, we do cold brew. I think... One of our visions for this current shop was to have this cool little kind of pour over like V60 Chemex kind of bar, very cool. um, cold drip, all that. Where yeah. you come and um, pay your cups worth of stuff and then you fill it up yourself and yeah. you're part of the process to yeah. do that as well. I think there's definitely a market for that. Mm. Hey? Yeah, I, we were kind of unsure because we found like there's a few places who have done it and pulled it away Yeah, as well. I think there's a long way to go in Bunbury for that big enough of a demand for that that kind of coffee culture mm. i think it's definitely there and there's a lot of people especially people at home like home brewers and stuff doing mm. all of that yeah, yeah. all of that but that kind of next step of educating the majority of people who get a la extra large you know flat white and all that yeah, educating them to go okay come to this like come to the dark yeah. side come try like yeah. black filter and all this and, and that's our goal with like going into another space as well and doing more events with fringe and stuff like that is to help to start to educate people yeah behind the cup of coffee they're drinking and i think why. the cool part is when you educate you mm. champion yeah so yeah. it's like there'll be people say if you know fast forward two years down the track if you execute it now they'd believe that you invented cold brew yeah which yeah. is kind of crazy it's kind yeah. of the thing that we get living in a population of like a hundred thousand including greater surrounds that there's so many like I'm the vinyl heat press guy mm. it's not at all new technology no. there's people that come to me like how'd you figure this out I watched a, watched a YouTube video yeah. you know I'm not the guy yeah. I'm just someone who like was the first to see so I think if you can kind of corner that market by first the education then you know yeah. the consistent like you're going to have that low where people first fuck with it and they go oh, I don't really like cold black coffee mm. and then pull through to the other side but again it's so good <laughs> yeah you, you, you would have you know the old, I don't know how old they are, but like the big tall ones where you put the ice in the top and yeah, is yeah. That, is yeah, that, the big cold drip and like that, that's the still a thing, dust. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we want to bring in. Um, yeah. We're kind of in part of that. We're doing a, a kind of an event with Fringe. It's going to be with Cup Rum as well. Oh. Um, work on some coffee liqueurs with them and um, some kind of espresso martini classes. So. Yeah. Um, as part of that, like we want to do cold drip and, and get that and yeah. utilize our single origins and for sure, um, develop something with them. So, Rory be all over the email. Oh, yeah, he's he's frothy, he loves them. Yeah. I always love seeing like a Sunday morning, you'll have an email review from the night before, yeah. and he, he does not hold back as well, he'll let you know if it's shit. Yeah, like, let's go, Rory. I, I appreciate people when they let you know something is shit as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. thank you. Tell yeah, me. you know what sucks. I did those, I think the original way, um. 
we kind of touched base was those coffee reviews I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And Bunbury's too small to give a bad review. Mm. You know, it really yes. is. Like, <laughs> I would really focus on highlighting what was good about a coffee. Yeah. And then if there was something that I didn't fuck with, it's like, it's a five. Mm. It's never going to be a two or a three. There might've been a couple of, no, actually I cleansed the palate by giving um, Eaton McDonald's a bad review. Cause mm. it's kind of like punching someone in the dark. It's a victimless crime. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> It's like, you know, I can tell, I can say it's crap coffee and like the 15 year old who made it isn't going to get emotionally upset. They're like, oh, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I don't even care. remember listening yeah. to that one actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's funny because that got the most amount of like response from people yeah. because yeah. people love a bitch. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? They love like having a whinge about something. Mm. So yeah. it's like, cool, we'll do McDonald's. But then, it, I mean, there was a few places that I reviewed their coffee that it was like, you know, whether it was the little things, like I'm a real big fan of a good cup and yeah. a good lid. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most of coffee is a drinking experience. It's like, if you're going to give me a fucking paper lid, what do you want me to say? Yeah. You know? It's like, obviously someone who doesn't really take coffee seriously made the decision to go pay paper lids. Yeah. And you want to say, oh, well, you know, the biodegradable shit. Dude, every single bit of meat from Coles is wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Everything that you buy from Coles is in, and Woolworths is in plastic. Like the fucking, co yeah, okay, the world's ending. Who cares? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's funny you say that we tried the paper lids for a little bit in Picton and yeah. people and stopped coming. Stop coming. Like, Simple as that. Yeah. They're like, no, like my lips get stuck to it, it's stained, hey, it's gross. This is if people give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, and you know, going back to the original point, you know, when, you, when you're reviewing some, something in a place that is so small, mm. it's like, some it's a mix of like you're hurting the business's feelings you're and like the people kind of whether they do or not i believe people listen to me when it comes to coffee because i had a coffee van yeah because it's contextual to my brand so it's like if i say you've got bad coffee i can actually almost affect the bottom line of your business in a way yeah you know, like your like, five thousand followers might go oh i'm not going back there again correct. because he said so correct yeah. and even if it's a hundred of them mm. that's a that's a lot it's of a customers lot of yeah you know and, you know, a lot of times they'll, you know, in six months time, they forget why they stopped going and they go back, but still six months. It's mm. like, well, what does that equal for that? And that's one never your purpose yeah. either. Like. Yeah. Yeah. My purpose was to generate conversation yeah. and to talk about black ink at the, at the heart of it. Mm. Yeah. You know, which looking at it from this far out, what a fucking move that was. <laughs> yeah. Very smart. <laughs> I can't believe how, how like, how well that did, you know, mm. but on that note, I actually was trying to organically bring this up in the conversation because I wanted to speak about it. So. This isn't exactly contextual what we're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've kind of backed off Instagram lately, hey? Yeah. I feel like it was a stepping stone almost for the business. I feel like it's a job of its own. Mm. You know, you would know creating content, posting consistently, contextually. It's crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like you get to a certain point where there's a line between giving so much that your actual product suffers mm. and like your experience as the person creating the thing suffers. And it's not going to bring any more people through the door. It's not going to bring yeah. any more attention. It's just at a point where people go like, oh, he's saturated. Mm. He's just doing the, the, you know, not necessarily the same thing, but I'm like sick of hearing his voice. I'm sick of hearing this perspective, mm. you know? So I feel like I've had to kind of pull away from it a bit just to like let myself breathe mm. and like actualize what's going on. And I feel like the last good things that I did was the coffee reviews, you know? So it's like kind of going like, yeah. what was the value there? Mm. The value was a conversation. The value was like, oh, I know that cafe and I know that coffee and I know those people. So it's a, I don't know. I've been debating with myself and the people around me the real value of social media. Yeah, you know, it's like it becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle too. Because like mm. I'm sure you're probably thinking now, it's like, cool, I created this really awesome thing. What do I do next to up that? Correct. And it's like then you almost feel like you let yourself down if you can't up that. Mm. And then it's like, I even even us for example, like we're doing our own socials and things. Like we don't do other pay advertising or anything. Yeah. Um. So it's solely that or word of mouth. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, then you, if you get really busy for a week and you're like, you post on Monday, the next post is until like the following Tuesday, you're like, oh shit. Like, which, yeah, pretty much happens weekly. Yeah, which happens weekly because you just get so engrossed in what you're doing and like busy. And then you're like, oh, like, are we missing people because we're not doing this? But like, no, we're getting busier. So what's, right, where's right. the like, is where's this word of mouth bigger? <laughs> that, is this more thing, important? It's like, and I've never earned more money than what I am right now. And I'm doing yeah. the least amount of social media. Yeah. So like, what's, you're the, busy. what's the formula, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you realize it's exactly what you say, you know, the three biggest jobs that I've had uh, in the past, like say 60 days, have mm. all been such and such told me to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, do I focus more on a referral system? Do I try mm. and add value to the person who's giving, you know, these referrals to how, you know, is there something kind of there? Or instead of spending like real talk, I might spend 10 hours a week on content. Yeah. If I spend two hours a week going to social events, 
Do I get the yeah. same response? Mm. If I go to Fitzy's for three hours on a Saturday night, do I get more exposure than doing 15 pieces of content? 100%. It's crazy. And know? like we were speaking about this earlier, this is why, you know, a, a portion of why we go to these events and we go to these networking things like the um, business capes, business. young people in business, yeah. the um, chamber of commerce stuff, is that for us in our space as a cafe, we have one good interaction with someone, mm. they'll walk away and tell five people, yeah. four people, one person, whatever, and they'll go and tell someone else. And it's that ripple effect of our small interaction, like even yeah. just this, me talking to you, doing this, and yeah. then you walking away and saying, shit, we had a great chat with this person, right, right, they have this business, little Spencer, yeah. and then they chat to the next person. Like for us, that's huge. And we can get more value out of that yeah. than doing 10 social media posts, like you said, Correct. in a week. Like we'll actually get people come in our door from that reference, from that person, mm. versus yeah. someone in Perth seeing our socials and going, oh cool, I might go there one day. Yeah, yeah. We want the return customer. Yeah. We want community. <laughs> yeah, you want the um, you want the routine. Yeah. Mm. You don't want the uh, novelty visit. Mm -hmm. You yeah. want the person who's like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I get coffee at Little Spencer. You I know? think that's yeah. why we refuse to do any advertising or paid advertising like we yeah. want that we I think real people. the paid advertising is really good like if you're selling a fidget spinner off Alibaba that you're drop shipping yeah. Yeah. like for sure <laughs> spend a million dollars on advertising you're gonna to sell one to Craig in Queensland yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to see him again but. exactly I think um, the, the two conversations there is one of them is when I see something and like I think I made a post on the weekend about that car that I sign wrote yeah. and that yeah. little formula of like I look at the thing and then I put the camera in, I'm like, whoa. And then I go back to the thing and it's it's with the stickers now on. Yeah. Like, I really like that. Mm. Like, it's like when, when the car first arrived, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking, I know <laughs> what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> that piece of content will speak louder yeah. than the one where you sit there and you're like, oh, yesterday I posted about this. Mm. I better post about something. And then you're going through the camera roll and then you're like looking up inspiration and you know, it's like it's that, piece, that content is nothing. It's no, it doesn't feel authentic. Mm. You know, there's no yeah. why in it. It's all what. So I think there's that. And then on the other side of things, the face value of, we go back to the being the face of the business. Mm. It's like, you know, you go to the young people in business, you know, those fucking 40 people are like, oh, yep, they're the guys from Little Spencer. You know, all you need is five of them to go like, yeah, we're going to go on a coffee date on Wednesday. Where should we go? Oh, um, Little Spencer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And you get the walk in the door and the hello. And, and you do. And then you, they slowly start without realizing coming every week. Right. And then they're coming twice a week. And, and the snake eats its time. Yeah. And yeah. then they're every day. It's, it's interesting. Cool. I'll tell you, just on a final note on the Instagram thing. I am so, I'm at a point now where I like consciously feel the negativity from social media mm. now. Like the constant like comparison and like seeing my friends get better Harleys than me, like it fucking kills me. You know, it really, like I'm at a point, I always yeah. thought that like, nah, it doesn't get to me, it doesn't get to me. After three years of posting three times a day, every day, I'm fully like, I don't let myself go on reels. I don't let myself go on YouTube shorts or any of those fucking video things because you just feel so shit afterwards. It's a tunnel. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, and you forget that how good riding your push bike feels because mm. you're so busy thinking, well, I'm not in New York where I can lane split and do wheelies in front of buses and that, but I'm not even going to go out today. Mm. Yeah. It's like, dude, just go out. I'm I think that's going. why we enjoy being so busy as well is mm. we don't have time to get lost in like Instagram and just doing all this time-wasting stuff is because mm. we're focused and trying to get stuff done as well. So mm. we're just constantly moving. Um, do you have any purpose. hobbies between yours? Uh, eating food. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, the ultimate hobby. Uh, <laughs> eating food. Literally, we go out, we eat food. Cook, <laughs> Only cook. days we eat three meals is yeah. <laughs> on our days off. Yeah. And, tra no. travel and, and travel. yeah, travel and like we flip houses and stuff on the side and, yeah, and things. That is the most yeah. low key. But yeah, we yeah, flip, flip houses. houses. <laughs> I wish you had something that was so much less important than that you could have added on. So it's like yeah, and I collect Hot Wheels. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. How many houses yeah. have you um been through? Uh, set us. Yeah, just on to number seven. We just moved last really? week. Yeah. Mm. So. Oh, I, I knew you were just moved, but I didn't know you were on house seven. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So pretty much a house in a year of knowing each other. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, we've been together six, but done seven. Okay. okay. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> how much was the first house that you bought? And, oh, and $243,000. Yeah. It was a renovator in Warnborough. Yeah, so we're up in Baldivis area. Right. Yeah. Right. So, is it does it work out to be a year in each house, or has there been shorter and um, shorter? Shorter and longer. Yeah. Our most so, recent house was 
seven months. Seven months, yeah. That yeah. was in Australia. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, and we've done a few that we've lived in for, yeah, six, seven months, or yeah. like not at all. But most of the time, it's about a year. Interesting. Yeah. So, do you have like fuck all furniture and possessions because you're always moving? Uh, no, every time yourself. we buy like a full fit out of a house. Oh, really? Really? Because, <laughs> like, yeah. for us, about it's about that end, like, um, and the, the quality of like real estate photos as well is like, mm. it's not just our furniture, like, someone who's looking at your house is imagining themselves in it as well. Yeah, so, right. so, everything's yeah. always styled, like, we fit the house out for the context of that house, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure you um, might lose money on the furniture, but you're also gaining money in the sale yeah. of the house yeah. as well. Presentation. Well, the the um, profit margins in property mm. is like beats garage sailing selling, you know? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, picking the right house, you yeah, know, the yeah, right renovations, right. the right timing. Okay. We've, so the big piece that you left out here is that you know how to fucking do things in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you've got a lot of experience in going like, okay, that needs to be done, that needs to be done. So fitting out this new spot was actually something that you're very familiar with. Yes, yeah. 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 And that's why we were like now. we can save so much us doing this oh, ourselves. Yeah. Like for what we did probably would have cost us two hundred thousand dollars to get done. Yeah. Wow. And we probably spent um five. <laughs> On the like fit out plus like, the rest. yeah, yeah, we probably spent maybe sixty grand or what. Okay, so saved mm. a fair chunk of money there. Yeah, Equipment's a big cost, but like fit out, you can do it so cheaply. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off your own back. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, yeah, I mean, a big thing is like having the tools and like knowledge is obviously one thing, but it's mm. like, oh, we know we can do that because we have that thing that we got for that job that time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So is that going to be an ongoing thing as well? Do you think we just moved um, yeah. back into Bunbury, and that's yeah. a renovator. So we're doing yeah. a going from a two by one to probably a four by three. Um, wow. So that's just across from the beach, just yeah. um, one block up from the, from the water. Yeah. So good. So that's probably going to be our biggest project to date. Yeah. yeah. So um, most of our renos have been like, I guess, cosmetic or um, gutting out a kitchen and laundry and refitting. But this is like adding. 160 square meters to a house wow. and like full landscaping everything so yeah. so it must of, be a fairly big block then six yeah six, six. hard one to figure Ooh. Out. Yeah. Ooh. yeah big yeah. big block um Ooh, that's almost a little fucking freaky huh? <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah yeah um so, so yeah, there's heaps it heaps of land behind the house at the moment um, yeah. it's just empty we're slowly clearing that to i guess yeah Expand and yeah, expand and yeah. build on. Man, you've fucking totally blown my mind. <laughs> That's so interesting. It's fun. Yeah. It's like a nice little, like, different creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess it's it's like spending money on a hobby that actually, like, it's like investing money in a hobby that yeah. we make money off kind of thing. Yeah, like, you spend I mean, heaps of money on motorbikes, <laughs> doesn't do it yeah. for you. No. <laughs> so I mean, sure, I get collectible yeah. bikes or whatever. What's and, the difference between us going to put $100,000 in? shares and mm. getting 50 grand back from that over 10 years like yeah you do that with a house like yeah depending on what market you're in like, like for sure though we're talking about a um you know like i'm in a position now where if i if i keep on the trajectory that i'm mm. on the next move is buying commercial property because mm. mm. obviously commercial property you have no outgoings yep. the people who lease it it's up to their it's their responsibility to look after it and pay all the outgoings and all the shit mm. yeah but i mean you're also talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars at once yes you yeah know? And like I, I like those numbers have never really occurred to be real to me until really recently. Yeah. So I think you've just kind of exposed yourself to those that sort of like risk and reward, yeah. you know, super early. So now you're just comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. The the more you do, the less um, wild or the less scary it gets as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Just it's probably part of every day. Yeah, it's probably yeah. been a big reason why we are like we are in the fact that we with the houses we literally walk into a house like uh, like you go in for an inspection you look at it once and you're like yeah cool I write an offer you haven't yeah. seen anything you haven't looked at yeah. like haven't had a building timber you know inspection was, anything like that like you walk in you yeah. just go yeah this is sick like I'll buy this. So the last the one we just bought in Bunbury um, we walked in there like yeah so it was a Sunday afternoon. Um, and obviously with the shop, we were quite busy, so we didn't have time during the week to do it. So yeah. we're like, can we meet you back at the office now to sign the paperwork? And he was like... He's like, don't you want a few like, days? He's like, no, like, why? Like, what's yeah. a few yeah. days going to do? Now, like, we're we're fucking savage, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> i got my own pen, come on. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, wow. Um, so there'd also be a lot of, um, there's a little bit of uh, 
visioning in there mm, as well. Yeah. You walk in and you're like, oh, that's fucked. We'll replace that. This cream sucks. We'll go white. Yeah. You know? You can see where that, like, extension's going to go or how you're going to do that. Like, wow. and that comes back to, like, yeah, having done it before as well. And now, mm. yeah, as you said, being comfortable with knowing what needs to be done as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 And I guess the more you do it, the more um, equity you build. Yep. The more yep. the, the banks trust you, the more the process is just like, oh, yeah, we've been here, we've seen this. You don't walk into something that's seemingly just like collapsed. You're like, no, no, we're just in stage two of a 10 stage thing. Yeah. This yeah. is fine. It's <laughs> you know? nothing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, walk- mm. well, not, I'm not even the stage of walking into commercial properties yet to rent. Mm. But uh, like, you know, I stand out the front, you look and peer in the windows and you're like, I guess... I guess the printer would go over there. Mm. You know? <laughs> that's, a, that's where you're going to start though, is like yeah. Yeah, going yeah. past somewhere and looking and imagining yourself in that space as well. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh, and that, that whole kind of from stage one to stage 10, mm. I mean, with my skate group, I see people coming, they're skating for the first time in 30 years mm. and, you know, they're doing the little wobbly thing and they're like, how the fuck do you do that? It's like, I've just, I've done this, let's say, you know, every second day for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this, I just know what this is. I know yeah. what every little feeling is. And you'll say things like, I can tell that you're scrunching your toes up in your boot. And I mm. go, yeah, I am. And you go, re- relax your toes. And I go, oh, oh. And you're like, there's stage two. Yeah. You know, now you can work on stage three. Life is a stage. It's mm. just all stages. Yeah. It's all stages. Yeah. And also that, that stupid cliche thing of like, don't worry about stage 10. Mm. Just worry about getting real good at stage two today. You'll be at yeah. stage 10 before you know it. You'll yeah, look back and yeah. be like, oh, fuck, I'm at stage 10. Like, yeah. What happened to stage three, four, and five? And you're like looking over the thing, you're like, is there a stage 11? And, oh, there's fucking 20 stages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. so if people want to find you digitally, where can they find you? Um, yeah, our website, um, littlespencer.com.au. And obviously the app. As the app, yeah, yeah. Um, which you can literally just go to the app store. Play Store or the, the app Apple um, App Store as well. Yeah. Um, just type in Little Spencer yeah. and you'll see us first one to pop up. Um, and yeah, Instagram, socials, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, That's you're it. not on TikTok? No, I don't uh, mess around with that. Respect. <laughs> don't have time. <laughs> TikTok is another language. Hey? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, very cool. And obviously, if they want to find you physically, it's down on yeah. Victoria yeah. Street. Yeah. Unit 5 slash 10. Victoria Street. Park. Yep. Um, yeah. What time do you open in the mornings? 5.30. Damn, that's early. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. early. The Where commitment from? to the summer yeah. <laughs> sunrises. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And if you want to find me, you know where to find me. It's Blacking Outfit Co. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the rest. Be good to your mums because we are fucking out. <laughs> Yo! See ya.